What's up, guys? Are we rolling? We're rolling, I guess. We are rolling. Yeah, we All right, for like context, we just did here. a two-hour episode with Nick Verge, back-to-back with Bailey. A little fatigue, but we're veterans of the game, and we fight through Bro, adversity I, on the I podcast. I was showing him before, like, he was saying, oh, fighting adversity, podcast Sweet. adversity. I showed him the Ari Shafir clip yeah. where he's on Rogan, and he's puking into a, 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 a cooler. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, this is this is let's do a protect right. our parks. Let's keep going. I was going <laughs> to say, he's last time he did shrooms, he smoked weed. He did whip it like 50 <laughs> times and had at least 10 alcoholic beverages. But uh, no, don't be lot. soft. How do you feel? I you're feel great. To, I you're had supposed a, to feel outstanding. Hair of the dog. I'm back. We're here with a great guest. Um, but yeah, stick talk episode undefined at this point. <laughs> yeah, we never said We're not going through this anymore. again. Redacted. I just want to point out, dude, your glasses are so cool. Like, right, I love right your glasses. Thank you, bro. I want you. <laughs> the legend, Bailey Bolton. You can tell we're on our last couple brain cells here, but welcome, bro. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate How's it. How's it going? How do you like Tampa so far? Tampa is amazing. I've been yeah. to Boca, and okay. now I've been to Tampa. Okay. And Boca's so, cool. Boca's cool, but Tampa's amazing. Tampa's better. That's so awesome, if y'all are throwing these events semi-frequently every month, I'd love to come back. Every it's month, dude, we'd be honored to have you here. Seriously. I appreciate you, bro. So just for the audience, what's like a quick rundown of who you are, what you're about, what you're currently up to? My name is Bailey Bolton. And I'm a professional videographer, and I work with some of the biggest influencers and brands in the entire world. And so uh, I own a production company, and I work with a lot of people. And so if you are online, you have probably seen my work at some point. And it's pretty amazing, dude. Yeah, when you Thank posted you. your VSL and client extension, I was, I was like, like, bro, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate I'm it. Insecure. I was going to say, everybody's just like, yeah, I work with some pretty big influencers, but... You actually work with some very big influencers, so if you can drop names and share who you've worked with, that that would give the con- the audience a little more context. So we need clickbait, man. One one person that I do work with, and I'm very fortunate to work with, is Mr. Tate Andrew. Um, he's probably the most well known individual yeah. that that I've worked with, and it's a pleasure. I'm very fortunate to to have that opportunity, but he's. He's the big one. Yeah, yeah. So. awesome, man. I want to know more about like your backstory. Like, where did you grow up? How did you grow up? Mm-hmm. Was video something like Scott does video, and he always yeah. talks about how like he picked up a camera when he was a kid and was addicted ever since. So what was that like for you? So I'll give you the, the quick origin story. Okay. So I went to university, and I always thought, okay, if I'm going to get rich one day, I need to go work for a really big company and then, you know, just <laughs> work your put, way up. Put, in my, put in my hours and work my way up. And so I went to school for accounting, of Me all too. things. Did you really? Yeah. My man. <laughs> of all things. I couldn't tell you shit about it. No, same. <laughs> same. And I quickly realized I do not want to be an accountant. Yeah. This is so bad. And so I went to school for five years, and I had an internship lined up with PwC, so one of the big four yep. firms. Yeah. And not Urson Young or Deloitte. Not Urson Young or Deloitte. Come on, bro. PwC. KPMG. <laughs> and so um, can't stand these I'm, Deloitte types. So. <laughs> Proud to announce I've accepted an offer with the LinkedIn post. Oh, so it's funny you mentioned that because there were a, a hundred, I'd say a hundred interns, yeah. and I was the only one who declined the job offer. No way. So, like, at all of Good my you, bro. colleagues were like, you're dumb. Like, you just, you just declined your job offer? And I was like, I can't stand this. Like, yeah. no. So anyway, they offered me 55000 a year. And it was, I don't know, anywhere between 80 and 100-hour work weeks. That's Jesus. not an exaggeration. It's not. Tax season. Yeah. But it's only during tax season. That's not all year long. It's a two- to three-month stint where it's just you live at the office. It's go, 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 go. And so I declined the job offer, and I'm sure we've all been in this position at some point in our lives. 
at that point, I had no backup option. Yeah. It was like, I got to figure it out. It's sink or swim. My back's up against the wall. I've got $10,000 to my name because that's what I made from the internship. I got to make something work. Yeah. And so as all people do, I started YouTubing how to make money online. <laughs> and as most people probably venture down this route, I found drop shipping of all things. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we've bro. all at least thought about it at some point in time. <laughs> I, or if I think not, I'm like the only it. person that didn't try it. Really? Yeah, yeah everybody here either. is like, yeah, so then I tried drop shipping. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, it is. I was familiar with it. I was just like, mm, so I don't think this is for me. I, I, just I had two, two avenues. My best friend in the whole wide world killed it in day trading. Mm. He turned 13000 into millions and millions and millions and millions wow. of dollars at 23. And so Damn. he was like, I'll teach you what I know, but you need a lot of upfront capital. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have a bunch of upfront capital. So I had another friend who was killing it in drop shipping. And my grand plan was Crush. I'm going to start a drop shipping store. <clears throat> I'm going to take all that money that I make from drop shipping and I'm going to put it into the market. Yeah. And I'm going to get rich with day trading. Sounds like a great plan. I, I mean, was say, in theory. When in it's, theory. What, what, what year is this? I mean, I'm straight out of college. I'm 22, 21, 22. But what, what year is it? This will be 2019. Yeah, so it's a great plan. Yeah. Everything is going up and to the right in the stock yeah. market. <laughs> yeah, so 2019 Today you going do that, it's like, and it's yeah, gone. Not a, good, not a good idea. And so, um, yeah, that plan didn't work. <laughs> so uh, I tried drop shipping, and I remember that whole summer, because I, I ended my internship, and I finished college, so I actually had a degree because I had like three more classes. So I graduated in December, and I'm at home for Christmas, and my parents are like, you know, Bailey, we're, we're glad to have you home, but uh, <laughs> what you gotta, the fuck you doing you with your life? <laughs> something out now. And so I paid my way through college. I covered almost all of my expenses, wow. but they covered my gas and they covered my groceries. Wow. So they made sure I never went hungry. Yeah. But they were like, "Hey, like, you're on your own." And you know, I needed that. Like, yeah. whenever you know they they push you out of the nest, so to speak, they're, they're doing it out of love, and I needed yeah. that. Oomph. There was no safety net. Like, yeah. I had to go figure it out. And so, anyway, I'm sitting there like, what on earth am I going to do? And that's where dropshipping came in. And I spent all winter break just studying, studying, studying everything I could, like, get my hands on about dropshipping. I think I studied for, like, three or four months. Wow. And I built the perfect store. Had my ads set up. I made all the ads myself because I had a little camera. Casey Neistat was the reason I got a camera. Yeah, I always watched awesome. his vlogs. I'm like, that'd be fun. We make like little home movies. And so I yeah. got a camera, never used it until I started drop shipping. And then I made all my ads, set everything up, and I made two sales. Sell <laughs> number one was to my grandma because my parents told her about the store. And Please when, I, help when I woke up, when I woke up and I saw I made my first sale, I went crazy. And then I opened up like whatever. Shopify app or whatever it was. Who is yeah. it? And I saw Dorinda Bab. <laughs> and my just I, I just deflated. I was like, no. Who told grandma about my store? Like, I need to earn my first customer, not get a pity sell out of grandma. <laughs> Grandma's like, so Bailey, what, what, was what, what, what will it be? It was uh it was uh it's like it's coming a makeup China. remover. So I'd like studied the beauty industry when I was like doing my, my market research and I found this product that was crushing it and there was like yeah. no competitors. And so it was a, it was a type of makeup remover. So anyway, 
She bought one, and then my best friend, the stock trader, he got one for his girlfriend. <laughs> I ran hundreds of dollars on ads. I, I understand Facebook ads. I know how they work. I built an amazing ad myself. Like, I filmed everything, wow. and nothing happened. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll make another one. And I ended up making four stores in total, and none of them worked. And so at that point, I was like, okay. What do I do? What do I do? And so... I'll take the, the story. I'll, I'll prolong the story a little bit. Do you know Ryan Serhant? Does yeah, of course. Know yeah. Ryan Serhant? Of course. Legend. So he had a contest in 2020 called Free Year NYC. It was open to the entire world. Anyone could apply. And the basic premise of the contest was you have to have a dream that you can only pursue in New York City. And he and his Whoa. team are going to pick one winner, fly you out for one year, all expenses paid, so that you can pursue your dream. I didn't have a dream that I wanted to pursue New York City. I was broke. I had no money. And I thought it'd be really cool to like make videos for him. Yeah. Because I was like doing research, like how did I get into making videos? None of my ideas worked. I wasn't gonna make it in trading, I wasn't gonna make it in drop shipping. So I was like, what skill sets do I have that I can monetize? I'm like, well, I've got that camera that's been sitting on the shelf <laughs> collecting for dust. years collecting dust. I'm just gonna make videos. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm gonna make videos for businesses. Did, did anyone point out to you, Bailey, I want to ask you this, because you said you made, like, four really, really good ads. Were those, like, good video ads, mm -hmm. you're saying? Mm -hmm. Did anyone point out to you, like, hey, dude, like, those video ads are good? No. No? Nothing. Never? I, I saw it. I'm like, I don't know why Something this isn't ripping, because this is good. This yeah. is a damn good ad. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I applied to the contest, and the strategy that I employed to get a hold of Ryan Serhant is the same strategy that I employed to get a hold of Andrew Tate. So, I'll share <sighs> the sauce. It. And it's the strategy that I use to get my foot in the door with anyone I want to work with. So I did it for Ryan Serhant. This is where I learned it because it worked. And out of 40,000 applicants, I got fourth place in wow. that contest. And he called me personally. We had a FaceTime. And he was like, you know, come down to New York City. Let's see what happens. Like, it's, I didn't win the contest. It wasn't like all expenses paid. Yeah. But I wanted to like work on his media team. Yeah. And the door was open. Yeah. But that's right when COVID hit. So mm. obviously everything shut down and I wasn't able to pursue that. Um, but how did I get a hold of Ryan Serhant? I don't know if it has a technical name. I call it Blitzkrieg Outreach. Blitzkrieg Blitz Outreach. Outreach. I don't know. What, it's just the name that comes to mind. Blitzkrieg is like the, yeah. And this is huge. <laughs> this is the German. <laughs> the German's going um, crazy. It this was is, a military tactic though. used by the Nazis in World War II. Yes. I mean, like, for the audience listening, though, like, <laughs> this true. is where you want to really start to listen because this is how to get your foot in the door with literally the, anyone. This is how I get my foot in the door with everybody. Killers, I don't care yeah. who it is. So what I did was, and you don't have to take it this extreme because I went kind of psycho. <laughs> what I did was I sat down and I made a personalized video pitch. Yeah. So a lot of people send cold emails. No, 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 no. Like cold email is, is good, but I always take it up a notch. Yep. I have my really nice cinema camera, my real nice lights and microphones. I make a proper pitch video. Then what I do is I, I learned all this from Daniel's cold email mastery. <laughs> so props to Daniel. Um, after I make a video, I will send it to every single email address that I can find on the given person. I will then go to social media, every Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. I will send it to every single social media account they have. I will look up their entire team mm. and I will send it to every single team member. I will look up their wife and I will send it <laughs> to the wife. I'll look up, I'm not kidding, like when it was Ryan Serhant, he has a personal driver named Yuri. 
I found Yuri's son, who's like 13 years old no and has like 400 followers on Instagram. <laughs> I DM'd him the video. I said, hey, bro, I know this sounds really weird. Like, I'm trying to get a hold of Ryan Serhant. I know your dad is his driver. Can you show this video to your dad and have your dad show it to Ryan? <laughs> no way. I literally reach out to everyone that I can possibly find Anyone that, that's is, connected. that is connected to the individual I'm trying to get a hold of. And I have a 100% success rate so far. Dude. It always works because... Somehow, some way, someone's going to show the person I'm trying to get a hold of. What did Ryan say about the video? He said, I can't quit watching your fucking video. He said, everyone <laughs> keeps sending it to me. He was, like, <laughs> he was like, you're just in my face constantly. He was like, people send it to me like 20 times a day. I kid you not. I probably send it to 120 people. Wow. An Uber Eats driver shows up, knocks on the door. Ryan <laughs> answers the door. He's like, this guy just keeps texting me. Can you, have you seen this video? His wife... His wife's sister is a lawyer, and so I found all her personal info online. Jesus I texted Christ. it to her, and I emailed it to her, and she said, please never contact me again, but I will show it to him. <laughs> no, it's the best answer <laughs> you could get. Thank you're you. Like, you say thank you, and she throws a lawsuit at you. I know, right? <laughs> said not to contact you're like, yeah, her. Yeah, do I say thank you? Or yeah, I, I, just, I just left it. And Quick so, aside, if you're getting into a business and want to use cold outreach to grow that business, and you're thinking about targeting lawyers, don't. Worst people to reach out to. But go ahead. <laughs> so but, that's, I guess what I call Blitzkrieg outreach. Yeah. I find someone that I want to get a hold of. I make a personalized video pitch, and then I literally send it from as many different avenues as I possibly can find, not just to them, but anyone who's connected with them in somehow, some way. Yeah. They will see my face, they will know my name, and they will respond to me. They might, might not do business with me, and that's yeah. okay, but they're at least gonna know that I exist, and they're gonna see my face. Whew. Dude, anyway. that's so cool, man. Yeah. I love that. It reminds me of uh, The Third Door. I think that's the, yeah. the, the name of the book by Alex Banyan or whatever. And it's like everyone's always reaching out to like the Andrew Tate or the Ryan Serhant. Mm -hmm. And so it's so hard to get in front of them because that's where all the volume is going. But the the son of the personal driver that's got 400 followers, he probably gets a DM. like It's like fan mail to him. Yeah. He's getting excited over one DM. And he's of course, he's going to do something with it. So that's such a cool strategy, dude. Yeah. And you got to do it tastefully. Like, yeah. whenever you're making the pitch video. Well, I was going to say, sure like, you your videos, dude. I will thank you. Like, the, the video quality is good, but the message is most important. Like, you got to be good at sales. Yeah. yeah. No matter what business you're in, this is just my personal philosophy. Like, I'm a really good videographer, but I've made it because I'm really good at sales. Because I know how to talk to people. And so if anyone's watching and they're like, okay, like I want to start, you know, making money. I kind of want to go out on my own and start a business. If you can learn sales, just my personal philosophy, you're going to have a step up. Uh, you're going to be ahead of most other people. Sales is like required. What yeah. do you think? Yes, no, maybe Sales so. is everything, 100%. Yep. So couldn't agree more. Southern charm. Basically, Southern like, charm. you know, if you don't have a great salesman in the company, it's just going to fall flat in its face. <laughs> okay, buddy. By far the most important <laughs> over person in the um, organization. <laughs> I'm super interested to go into, like, the, the actual video, right? Because, yeah. like you were saying, like, the video is important. The messaging is so important. And so, like, when you're sitting in front of the camera speaking mm -hmm. to Ryan Sir Sirhant, or Andrew Tate, like what's the pitch? So I try to keep my pitches under 60 seconds. Mm. And one subtle thing that I do that maybe no one has ever picked up on, but I do it on purpose, I film with clocks behind me so that they can see I do it in one take. Because when I'm editing it, like if oh, I don't dude. do it in one take, you'll see that the hand go back. Like, go back and forth. I always nail yeah. my pitches in one take. One take. I sit down and I just deliver it to the camera. Are you a one-hit wonder? You gotta, I, I always do it one take. <laughs> I sit in my apartment and I'll hear him fire off a loom like, hey, Andre, so just check. Fuck. Hey, uh, nope. He's like, hey, Andre, I'm just checking in on the set. Nope. Like, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, but I'll do like seven, eight-minute looms if I need to explain something to a team. Like 
say those couple partners I didn't talk to on the sales calls. And it's always the first like 30 seconds that I can't nail. Once <laughs> I break past the 30 seconds, I could go for 45 minutes and it'd be perfect. But it's just like that beginning. Where I'm like, nope, that sounds stupid. Nope, what I was going to say. Well, next it's is off dumb. the cuff. This sounds like it's more, it's all pretty, you know, planned it, in a way. It is more now, even Andrew's off the cuff. So just to kind of oh, give okay. the, the Andrew origin story. So I'd been following him on Twitter before he made his, you know, stratospheric rise to where he is now. Yeah. And he had maybe 40,000 followers, a decent amount. Yeah. Nothing crazy like what he has now. I saw that he made this podcast called The Emergency Meeting. And I remember I saw his podcast studio. I kid you not. I'm a big, and Andrew is a big proponent of this. And I'm a big proponent of this. Acting with speed. Like, get it done now. Mm. If, you, if you think something needs to be done, do it as fast as possible. I'm sitting there. I've got a work list of like 100 edits that I have to get through that day. Like, my workload is just maxed out. And I'm like going on YouTube to like search up a song or something. And I see emergency meeting. I'm like, what is this? And I see that he has a, a podcast studio. And in that moment, I was like, he's trying to make it big. Screw everything I'm doing right now. I'm making a pitch video and I'm sending it to him. That's cool. So I literally dropped everything. And I don't know why, but I think really good in the shower. And so I, just yeah, went, I started yeah. a shower and I hopped in. I'm like, what's my pitch going to be? What's my pitch going to be? What's my pitch going to be? It's got to be 60 seconds. I have to cater to his self-interest. Um, as most people do, he has an ego. It's not a bad thing. But how do I cater to his ego without just being a complete suck up? And I was like, I got it. Set up the camera, press record. And if you watch the pitch video, I'm not even in frame. I, I walk into frame and I sit down in the chair. What's up, Tate? I, have a, uh, I almost remember it word for word. What's up, Tate? Um, I have a proposal for you. 60 seconds. Let's go. So I saw the emergency. I, I can almost repeat the whole thing That's verbatim. Great. I just re remember it. But anyway, what was the pitch? And I recommend anyone who's pitching, you have to cater to their self-interest. So I yes. told Andrew, I said, look, Andrew, you and I can both agree. You got the best cars. You got the best houses. You've got the money. You were a four-time world kickboxing champion. If you're the best in all of these things, and if you have the best in all of these things, why are you settling for a videographer who's decent? It's like, you need the best videographer, and I am the best. So here's what I'm going to do for you. I will fly out to wherever you are. I don't care where you're at. All expenses on me, and I will make you a video for free. No risk to you. I incur the risk and I want to show you what I'm capable of. Whew. And he said, meet me in Colombia. That's literally all he said. He said, no. His first message, he said, G-pitch. <laughs> <laughs> he said, G-pitch, meet me in Colombia. Bro, that's yeah. so on brand. <sighs> and so, anyway, yeah. Dude, there's a lot to break down there before we get into the rest of the story, because the rest of the story is pretty crazy, too. Um, but, like, oh, man. The video pitched to Andrew Tate. You're sitting in front of the camera. Do you, do you just blast that one just off to Andrew Tate, or do you also send it to all of his team? So it was one video directed to Andrew, so I didn't make multiple versions, but I blasted it out to as many accounts as I could find. Hmm. So I did what Daniel teaches in his course. I scraped his email address, <laughs> and then I got on Twitter, and there was a Cobra Tate, Cobra Tate fan, Cobra Tate. I mean, there was like, yeah. you know how it is. There's just tons of accounts, yeah. most of which aren't his, but I didn't know, like, Maybe he does actually run one of them. doesn't take much to send a DM anyways. So I just sent it to everybody that I could find. <laughs> and then, yeah, I literally sent it to, I couldn't tell you how many people. Did he answer over email or Twitter? He answered through Instagram, Instagram. through his verified account. That yeah. when he had it. I guess that way he was basically showing like, yeah. hey, I saw it, so I'm reaching out to you. But um, no, I sent it to everybody that I could find. 
and it worked. Dude. So. Yeah, it's so cool. I think the biggest thing to, to take away from that is like if you're trying to get someone to do something, show them like why they should. Why is it in their interest to want to do something like that? And you made it a no-brainer pitch is mm -hmm. what you did. Like you'd be stupid to say no. So tell it's a good story. offer. Yes, yeah, I mean, right, it's cool. a good offer. Cool, cool. <laughs> you got to tell the story about when you met him. That's like the craziest part. Yeah, so where do you go from there? He just asked you to go to Columbia. Okay, like. so he, he told me to go to Columbia. And so... Um, the thing with Andrew, I love this. Everything is like immediate. So the Columbia, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go in like a month. It's like, no, I need you this week. <laughs> like turn around, get on a plane and go over to Columbia. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. And so I had to jump through a few hoops. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into all the details of the hoops <laughs> I had to jump through, but I had to jump through quite a few hoops to get over to Columbia. Because this is during COVID, right? It's during COVID. Damn. Um, I mean, nothing like, I didn't do anything crazy. Like, everything was textbook, but I made it to Columbia. And what's funny is, I knew what city I was going to. I don't know how to pronounce it right. The locals call it Medellin. And they like, yeah. a, like a J on it. Medellin, Medellin. however you the, say it. The Vinny Chase movie. Yes. <laughs> I knew that I was landing in that city, but I didn't really know where I was going. <laughs> going? And so he and his team basically told me there would be a, a driver waiting on me. So I land, and there's this just tiny little Colombian man with the Cobra uh, chess piece logo. <laughs> and I'm like, Cobra Tate, okay, that's got to be him. <laughs> and so uh, homeboy didn't speak English, and I certainly don't speak Spanish. And so I hop in this man's little taxi, and he just drives me to this hotel. And I'm like texting everybody, I'm like, hey, I'm here, like, like no response. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh no. I'm just sitting in the rain. It's raining outside. I've got my camera bag and my suitcase. And I'm just getting rained on. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so um, I told him where I was at, and I finally get a text back. And they're like, hey, you're in the wrong spot, G. You need to be here. I'm like, okay, I'll be right. G. Okay, G. <laughs> and let it be known, Andrew's the only person who can say G, and it sounds cool. Everyone <laughs> yeah. else, it just it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound cool. But he, when he says it, I'm like. I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Um, but anyway, I show up, and believe it or not, Andrew was not there. Um, I don't know if he had – I think he had business to, to tend to in some other country. And so Tristan stepped in in place of Andrew. And so I'll never forget. These boys, I've never met anyone in my life who has the presence that Andrew and Tristan have. I don't know how else to describe it. I've worked with a lot of big names. When you walk into the room with these boys – they just, they, they run the room. Like you can just, I don't want to get like frou-frou or whatever, but they just radiate a presence and you just feel it. They walk into a room, everybody's turning their heads. Even if they don't know who they are, everyone's heads are turning. And it's so cool. I don't know how to like describe it, but it almost rubs off on you. And yeah. we can talk more about that later, but, but working with him, I've always been confident, but that boosted my confidence. Right. Cause now I go into a sales meeting, I'm like, I'm the man. Cause that just, that energy that he has, it rubs yeah. off. To, to the people around him. But anyway, I digress. I go to Columbia, and um, I basically hit it off for, uh, with Tristan. And the big takeaway, the reason I got my in, and I preach this all the time, always over-deliver. Yep. And so they hired me to make a, uh, like a, a promo video of the event that they were throwing. It was like a conference. And so that was my job, was to make one video. I didn't just make one video. I made, I made six. Wow. So I made one promo video and I made five testimonials 
Um, so I would just pull people aside and I'd film a testimonial video and I'd like make it really cinematic. I'd get B-roll of the whole event. I made it like super baller. Yeah. I made five testimonial videos and they ended up hiring a photographer for the event. I think the photographer started his photography journey like a week before that because he <laughs> didn't know what to do. Scott would appreciate this. He's literally using an F4 in a club. Like it's pitch black <laughs> and he comes up to me and he was like, why is your image like, why can you see? I can't see anything out of mine. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's because I'm using a, a 1.4 and you're using a 4.0. Like, you have no idea what you're doing. And homeboy, literally, we're at the club. He gets so drunk. I actually think someone spiked his drink. He's passed out completely unresponsive. Jeez. And I'm like, you're the hired photographer. And, and you're, this is how you're acting. And you're getting, like, drunk in the club. The reason Andrew, I think, the reason Andrew enjoys doing business with me and I preach this all the time to, to my employees as well, my team. I don't like calling them my employees or my team. I can't do what I do without them. You got to stay professional 100% of the time. You cannot slip. Like you got to know your place. When I get hired to make a video, I'm not there to enjoy the cigars or the drinks. Believe it or not, they don't do that as much as you would think. Um, I'm not there to enjoy the, the women that are in proximity. No, I'm there, to, I'm there to record. I'm there to work. Keep it professional 100% of the time. Wow. There's a time and a place to enjoy, you know, spending time with them, but I'm not there to hang out. I'm their friend now, yep. but I'm not there to be friends. I'm there to get the job done for them um, and to deliver a high quality product. Ooh. So anyway, I delivered for Tristan and then Tristan showed it to Andrew and then Andrew texts me after the event and he was like, mission accomplished, I like your work. He said, I need a full-time guy to travel the world and make videos for my various uh, brands. I was just at a position where I couldn't do it because I own a production company. I work with businesses all over the world. Like, I work with big names everywhere. That offer meant the world to me. And I'm a little older than some people on, you know, Money Twitter. I see all <laughs> these, like, 19-year-olds crushing it. I'm 27. Um, and so I have a team. Young, bro. Young, young. In the grand scheme of things, I'm very, I'm very young. I'm very young. Yeah. Um, but I have a team. I have people who rely on me. Um, their well-being is in my hands, and I take that very seriously. Yeah. And I can't just up and leave and go work with anyone, it doesn't matter who it is, exclusively, and just kick my team to the curb. Because, you know, their living is based upon what I, the, the vehicle that I've produced at this point. And I love my team. They're like family. And I, I can't kick them to the curb. So I, I had to tell him no. And he was like, all right, that sounds good. If I want to hire you for anything, like, what's your rate? So I broke down what my rate is, and then I never heard from him again. And I was like, ah. That cheap, that brokey. And no. <laughs> I, I, just, I just realized that there are, I know my skill set, I'm very good. I'm world class. But there are people that are just as good, if not better, than me. So I'm like, there's probably someone out there who's willing to produce something similar quality and cheaper. And he probably went with them. And, you know, it was a cool experience. Maybe I'll meet him one day. Ah, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, then I saw that he was having an event. And this was going to be, this was when he was getting really big. Not to the height of his, you know, internet, I won't call it yeah. fame, but you know what I mean, when everybody in the world knew who he was. He was getting close to that pinnacle point, but he wasn't quite there yet. And this event was going to be the last event that he was probably ever going to actually be at in the full entirety of the event. Mm. Some of the events he goes to, he might be there for a day, but if it's like a week-long event, he's never going to stay the whole week. Yeah. This was the last event where he was going to be there the entire time. And I was like, I've got to get in. 
I got to go make a video for this. And so I reached out um, to the person who runs uh, one of his organizations. Same pitch. <laughs> I'll make a video for free. I'll knock it out of the ballpark for you. And they said, well, we already have a guy doing it. Got to handle objections. Yeah. <laughs> I said, hey, that's all good. I'm sure he's great. But it's a big event. He's going to need backup. Nobody, I don't care how good they are, can do it alone. So I'll be a second shooter. I'll let him maintain creative control. He can tell me whatever he wants me to do. Like, I will be, you know, second in charge, third in charge. Like, I'll be at bottom of the totem pole. I don't care. I'll just come make it for free. And they're like, all right, screw it. Why not? So I fly into Romania. <laughs> and then, ugh, I'll never forget when there, there, were, one, two, three, there were four of us that were covering the event. Five, actually. Videographers? Yeah, so... Side note, I'm not the only one who records with Andrew. Um, he's got one videographer named James who's incredibly talented. He does a lot of like the sit-down content, okay. like the Tate speeches, uh, because he's local. And so Andrew, when he wants to record, he'll just like, hey, like, I got something to say. Come, Come over. over. You just set the tripod up, put the camera on, mic him up, hit record, and he's just he's spitting. Like, it's, it's, it's fun. It's cool. Because you show up, you don't ever have to give Andrew Tate directions. You don't have to teach him, hey, say it differently. No, you just hit record. Man, just, <laughs> he, he, he flows. So anyway, I'm with the team. Andrew calls us. He wants to meet us and prep us for the event. And so I remember we Uber to his house, and we pull up, and I'm like, I've seen this, like, on YouTube and stuff, but I'm like, I'm finally here. <laughs> and he's got guards that are just, like, strapped up, and they, they don't speak English. They're Romanian, and they're wondering who we are. So they call him. He's like, they're good. They're good. The gate slowly opens, and I see that famous Tate sign with all the cars <laughs> lined up, and I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> like, but you can't be a fanboy. Yeah. Like, no matter who you're working with, and you guys know this, like, as cool as it is, you just you don't you're not a fanboy for yeah. people like that. It's just it's that's a not, turn off. It's a turn off. And so, like it was it was cool, but I, I knew I'm like I'm a professional. I'm just gonna you know I gotta keep it cool. But man, it, it was so it was so <laughs> cool to see the doors open, seeing all the cars lined yeah. up. He had I almost remember the order. I think he had a Ferrari 812 Superfast on the far right. He had the Aston Vanquish. He had a Lamborghini Huracan, and he had. It was the rolls. It was Tristan's rolls, and then all the other cars were in the back. So that was just <laughs> all like the other ones. I was yeah. gonna say, where's the Bugatti? The Bugatti <laughs> I think the Bugatti. Uh, he told us that it was getting the tires changed, uh, and so it had to be shipped off. I hate they were all when just they do lined that shit up. To mine. The gate opens. I walk into his house, and there's the man himself. And going back to presence, it's everything. It's the way he moves, the way he walks. He's got a very unique walk. I don't know if you've ever like watched the way that he walks. I don't know how he does it. like his feet. Oh, so like, it's kind of weird. It's like a hurt pigeon. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but it's unique. Like you see it. Yeah. I've never seen anyone walk like that. The way he talks, even the way he smells, like his, his fragrance that he uses, everything is unique. And so when you meet him for the first time, whether you know him or not, you'll never forget him. And so just the presence that he carries himself with. Um, when I introduced myself, Tristan was like, Bailey, nice to see you again. Andrew, Andrew, this is the video guy I've been telling you all about. Oh, wow. What's up, G? And he daps me <laughs> up and, like, gives me a hug. And I'm like, this is cool. This is cool. Like, he's not – I've worked with people who are like, oh, hi, yeah. And then they just brush me off. Oh, he's just a camera guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Formalities. Yeah, oh, nice yeah. to meet you. No, he like – Andrew, I can't say enough good things about this man. He is so down to earth. He cares about everyone around him. And, like, since I've spent considerable time with this man, like, I, I see what's, what he's like behind the curtains. Mm. 
and he is a stand-up individual. He and Tristan both, they are incredible individuals. And I've worked with a lot of assholes. They are on the complete opposite end of that spectrum. Just the best people to work with. So accommodating, so generous. I mean, their generosity is next level. Like if I'm flying out, for instance, when we were in Dubai, we flew to London. I was like, hey, just put me in economy. Like, I don't need anything fancy. I mean, I'll fly at the back of the plane if I have to. Yeah. First class. <laughs> I'm like, boys, you don't have to do that. And they were like, no, 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 no. Like, it's on us. Every time we go out, like, I pulled out my credit card one time to pay, and Andrew's like, what are you doing? Put that up. He was like, you're my guest. As long as you're in Romania or Dubai, wherever you're at with this, you're, you're my guest. Wow. So he takes care of everyone around him. So anyway, um, he meets us. We go out to dinner. There's no telling how much he spent on dinner. There's no telling. Like, it was the most extravagant dinner I've ever Gee. had in my life. <laughs> oh, this will be fun. The way he orders food is really unique. <laughs> it's really unique. Everything he does. We show up to the table, and the waiter comes up. What can I get you, Mr. Tate? All he says is, just bring me some food, please. That's all he said. <laughs> just bring me some food, please. And, like, the poor waiter probably had no idea what to do. <laughs> They proceed to bring out everything on the freaking menu. Just wave after wave after wave after wave of food. And there's like 20 of us. I mean, it's a, we're rolling deep with a crew. And they just keep bringing food, keep bringing food, keep bringing food. And I'm like, this is nuts. And it was like the nicest food I've ever had. And then the shishas come out, or hookah. I guess it's called yeah, shisha yeah. in Dubai, hookah, everywhere else. And then the hookah comes out, and we're just like ripping hookah. And I'm like, this is so cool. So anyway, that was the first time I met him. Um, the event that I was recording in Romania was supposed to last one week. What's funny is my brother had just started working for me. So fresh out of high school. Oh, that's so I, cool. I tell him, hey, like, don't go to college. You want to go to the military. I was like, screw that. Come work with me. So he moves to my city, and then I immediately go work with Andrew. And he's like, how long will you be gone? I was like, I'll just be gone a week. You can handle business while I'm gone. Like, just FaceTime me every day. I'll, I'll walk you through everything. I prepped all my clients saying, hey, like, here's the deal. Hmm. I'm about to go to the airport. I'm at KFC. <laughs> KFC is amazing in Romania, by the way. <laughs> We're all at KFC, and then Andrew calls us, and he was like, when's your flight? I'm like, four hours, something like that. He said, cancel. He was like, I want to make some more videos. I was like, cool, what do you want to make? Like, how, how long do you want me here? How long can you stay? However long you want. Does a month sound all right? Can you stay a month? I was like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, of course I can stay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And so I called my brother and I was like, hey, I'll be back in a month. Bro, bro, I just, I just moved here. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, a month. Like, a bro, a month? I call my girl. She, babe, babe, a month? I miss you. I'm like, guys, I don't care. Like, I'm doing Tom this. Tom G needs me. Tom G needs me. I'm doing this. So anyway, I proceed to stay in Romania for a full month. And we just made everything. It was so fun. Um, while I was there, he got quote unquote canceled. So he got deleted off everything. He calls us. Oh, this was pretty recent then when you started working for him. That was like the big one. Yeah, that was. How did he seem? Was he like super, was he unfazed by it? Was he? He knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah he, Cause he was getting strikes on his YouTube channel. Mm. So he had two for like no reason. He was like third strikes coming. It'll probably all be taken down soon. Like, yeah, it is like, it just. Just, it, it was more so it is what it is. Like it's it is what it is. He wasn't yeah. freaking out like, oh, no, what am I going to do? It's just He's always calm, cool, collected at all times. He is he's a smooth operator. Did you stay at his crib? Or? At, at the time, no, I didn't stay at the crib. Um, I stayed very, very, very close to the crib. I could walk over there if I wanted to. It was an apartment 
I don't know if he owned it. I don't know. But like he just put you up there. He, he like, put me there and it was walking distance to the crib. Nice. Um, so anyway, over the course of that month, we filmed a lot of stuff. It's pretty cool. And we just we we made a connection. I mean, we formed a relationship, as I'm sure you all try to do with your clients as well. Yeah. Um, we made a relationship and it went really, really good. And then I fly back to America and I get a call from Tristan and Tristan says, I know we offered you this before, but Andrew wants me to offer it to you again. We need a full-time guy. Like, can you be our full-time guy? And guys, I wanted to so bad. And I realized how much of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that is. There are probably millions of people in the world who would kill to have that opportunity. So I realized how fortunate, how lucky I am, and I'm so grateful for it. But my ship's gotten to the point yeah. where, like I've said before, I, yeah. I can't just up and leave it. Put the team first. The, the team's got to come first. And so um, I explained that, and they were like, hey, we get it. We'd love to be able to work together in any capacity that we can. If we get you, you know, a couple times a year, that would be amazing. I'm like, all right, cool. And so that's kind of what happened. Yeah. And then I'd get a call, and I'd fly out to Dubai, or I'd fly out to wherever, and um, we'd bulk record a bunch of content, and then I'd fly back to America. And <laughs> so, so what know. was it like in Romania outside of work? Was it like, yo, come to dinner, we're just chopping it up, or so get this video done by midnight? No, they are the easiest people in the whole wide world to please. Wow. Um, I mean... At the end of the day, I'm, I don't take advantage of that. Like, oh, they're easy to please. So I'm not going to put my full effort into this. Like, I'm grinding out whatever it is I'm making. I want it to be perfect. Yeah. But the cool thing about Andrew is I never ask my clients, and anyone watching this, no matter what your industry is, this applies. I never ask my clients, what do you want to do? <laughs> they hired me to do the job. Yeah. Like, they, they don't want to have to come up with any ideas. That's, I hired you, Bailey. But I asked Andrew one time, like, I just wanted to make sure, is there anything, like, off-limits that I don't need to record? Is there anything specifically that you're wanting? And he was like, Bailey, you're the professional. <laughs> just whatever you think's best. I was like, all right, cool, I got you. And that was it. That was, like, the end of the instructions. He was wow. like, just work your magic. And so I just work my magic. I just film cool things. And I'll show him a little rinky-dink video. Like, for instance, Tristan was getting his shoes shined at the airport. And I was like, this is a really cool video. So I just captured a few clips, and I edited it into a video. He thought it was the coolest thing ever. I mean, he was just like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, I just edited this in, like, you know, in a couple minutes. But to <laughs> them, it's, like, the greatest thing ever. They're so nice to work with because they're grateful to have you there. They're easy to please, and they're just stand-up guys. So anyway, that's, that's awesome, man. That's the, the Andrew Tate story. Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. But you, you had mentioned something about Romania. What was it about? Oh, I was just saying, like, outside of work and doing videos, was it, like, cool to, you know, come to this dinner, you know, we're so, hanging out, like, come smoke a cigar? Um, at the time, I was with a small crew. So it was me, another videographer, and then, uh, like, a director. And I really didn't, they, if they invited us, like, I couldn't just, you know, tell the director, oh, hey, like, yeah. I'm going off to dinner. Like, we, what I mean is, everybody was working on a project, and I couldn't, like, leave the team behind and go get dinner. That's just not a good look, you know what I yeah. mean? And so um, we didn't hang out much. It was, like, very much business first. But uh, when we're in Dubai, I mean, I spend a lot of time with them, so if we do go out to dinner, I'll, I'll go with them. Um, believe it or not, they have dinner delivered most of the time. Yeah. And so I'm, I would imagine getting out in public for them is very... Energy draining because yeah. there's going to be a mob 
at all times. Anytime we were in London and we would step out, I'm telling you, like, everybody's heads, heads are turning. That Andrew Tate? <laughs> Andrew Tate? Tristan Tate? Just mobs of people. So they can't get out of the house as much as I'm sure they want to. Want to. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But um, going out is an, is an event for them. Yeah. So anyway, they have dinner delivered most times. But... Yeah, wow. I can't say enough good things about them. Like, I'm very fortunate to be able what to What would with them. you say is the biggest thing you've learned, either from Andrew or Tristan, when it comes to business? And then, so one, for business, and then two, for just life in general. <laughs> Not necessarily. I'll touch what I've learned, for them, learned from them, but I'll also touch on just the proximity of being with them has opened my eyes to, like, the levels to the game. Yeah. Mm. So I, I haven't learned like anything concrete that I just like, okay, I learned this from Andrew and now 10 X to my business. But just being in the presence of someone like that, I, I learned how to carry myself better. Um, it boosted my confidence tenfold because now when I walk anywhere, like I'm like, I'm the man. Like when I go into a sales meeting, I'm like, I worked with Andrew Tate. Like, what is this? Like, Local business owner, like I can, I can say, like I can shoot it with them, like it's easy. Yeah, like, I, it's so easy to close deals now because my confidence is just through the roof. One thing I actually did learn from him, and I've already kind of touched on this, is acting with speed. That man does more in a day than most people do in a week. Like, and I'm not exaggerating. It's just go, 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 hundred miles an hour, all day long. No drugs. That man does not do drugs. A lot of people are like, he's got to be on like Adderall or something. How does he like work all day and stay focused? No, the dude's a machine. <laughs> he's just built different. And so, but he- it's Coffee, cigarette, back in the game. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> coffee, nicotine. He abuses coffee. He has so much coffee. But um, it's just speed, 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 speed. If it's done, how can we do it faster? How can we do it more efficiently? I know you're doing it fast, Bailey. How can we do it faster? Or like, not to me specifically, but that's just- how he That's operates. The vibe you get. Everything is fast, 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 fast. And so that makes me realize whenever I'm, you know, operating, I'm like, we need to we need to move with speed. Everything needs to be done quicker, 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 quicker. Because that's how he operates. And then um, just learning the levels of the game, it just opened my eyes to what's out there. Yeah. I mean, the conversations that I'm say. a part of, I'm fortunate, a lot of like big names, like kick their videographer out if there's like a big meeting or something. We went to dinner and it was like an exclusive meeting. And the, one of the people that was at the table, they had a videographer and they had to ask the video guy to leave. And Andrew's like, no, my boy stays, he stays with us. <laughs> so I'm like in there and I know my place. I'm not like at the table, I'm off in the corner and I'm just soaking it in. And then they're like, what are you doing in the corner? Like, get up here. So I like join them at the table. And I'm like, I'm hearing conversations. And I'm like, I've never like been a part of conversations like this. I mean, I'm not saying anything, obviously, but I'm just listening. I'm like, okay, there's levels to the game, man. Yeah. Like, they're talking about big things. I don't know. I guess it just makes you more ambitious because you realize, yeah. okay, I thought I was operating at a high level. I'm literally nothing compared <laughs> to these guys. Like, there's so much more out there. And so, yeah, and there's two types of people. There's one that's going to be like, damn, I'm nothing compared to these guys. And then there's you who's going to be like, I'm nothing compared to these guys. Like, this is awesome. I have so much room to grow. Mm -hmm. So I guess you end up turning down being his full-time videographer once again, but you have all this motivation. You have this ambition. You've seen, like, what the next level looks like. I'm interested to hear how you take that going back to your production agency 
and actually start like growing it and like implementing and actually like trying to reach those next levels that you got to see firsthand. Also, let's check in on your brother. How's he doing in this whole? Yeah. <laughs> Last we heard, he was. The business no. I, He's at Deloitte. I should. <laughs> I shouldn't have thrown him in the deep water. But uh, oh, I love him. so. My brother, his name's Brandon. Our relationship is like Andrew and Tristan. That's so we cool. We do everything together. We basically live together. We work out together. We work together. We cook together. Everything. Like, you can't separate us. We're best friends. <laughs> why, did, why didn't he come to the client session event? I should have brought him. Well, yeah, he's not dude. a part of it, oh, so I bro, didn't know if on. I That's could fine. bring him. Of course. Him. Of course. Next, Next time. time, for sure. Yeah. Please. So Open invite. What's funny is, he, I'm not the relationship guy. Like, yeah. I'm very stone cold professional like get the job done he's the relationship master so if you like me you'll like him 10 times more because he's hilarious he's like a comedian and then he's just like fun to be with he's he's just a cool guy and so anytime we're out with clients he's the one who always handles the relationship building i don't know how but he always remembers my clients birthdays and he'll go out and just drop money on birthday presents like they'll say something one time and he just remembers it and then he'll get them a really nice birthday gift and he just, he, he's a relationship guy. And so it's really cool being able to have someone like that that just compliments my weaknesses. We're, we're a perfect combo. Yeah. And so he did fine. <laughs> he handled business. I probably shouldn't have thrown him in that deep of the water, but he swam and everything worked perfect. And he leveled up. I remember when I was saying, like, when I um, declined the job offer, my back was against the wall. It was sink or swim. There was no safety net. He was kind of in a similar-ish position. He had, he had to figure it out. He had to run the business, and he did it. And so that's my right-hand man. And so how do I scale things? Where do I want to take it from, yeah. from here? I mean, I'm still figuring that out, and that's why I got into client ascension. Yeah. Um, scaling a creative agency, in my opinion, is more difficult than other types of agencies Definitely. because Correct. how do you teach somebody to be you know, Leonardo yep. da Vinci? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like I have a Pablo Picasso, whatever artist – like, I have an eye for it. It's, it's a skill that I just, I had from an early age. I was always into art. I was you can't always, make an SOP for it. No, because yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just a part of you. And so, scaling that part of things is really hard. Uh, but what am I doing to combat that? I'm a corporate shooter, so I work with businesses, um, big companies. And I kind of have a blueprint of what we offer, what types of videos we offer. And so I'm trying to come up with a blueprint that I can teach another videographer. Like, commercials don't have to be as creative as a movie. You know yeah. what I mean? And so just following a blueprint of how to make a video, that's not a good answer. I don't. But I'm guessing the biggest bottleneck is finding people that can deliver your services at the same level as you in so the way that you like it. There's a few things that make my service unique that's hard to teach. Number one is the creative aspect. I'm really good at what I do. But how do you teach somebody to be fun to work with? Yeah. Like, I like to think yeah. that when I show up on set, people are, it's so fun. It's, yeah. Like, I'm really good at directing people, and so I bring out the best in them whenever they're on camera, and I put them at ease. Like, I don't, it's, it's like a magic touch, I guess you could say. And my brother doesn't have it to the degree that I have it yet, and I've not met many people who just do. Who, who have that it factor where you can show up on set, you make it an, an amazing experience, and you just direct them to perfection. That's really hard to scale. Mm. Um, how am I scaling things currently? You would agree with this. Editing is the big, biggest bottleneck. It's just 
that is the most time consuming thing. So I started off by hiring uh, a very small team of editors based out of London. And so cool. they're, they're very, 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 very good. And so um, I say they, it's one guy, his name's Jack. Jack's my boy. And so real quick, mm -hmm. just that to be a little more specific, because the common route might be to hire like cheaper than London, right? There's other countries that have editors for a lot cheaper. What was, what went into the decision to hire? You said his name was Jack. So I'm interested to hear y'all's take on this. Some people would call me dumb for doing this, but I saw the quality of his work. He actually reached out to me because he saw that I was working with Andrew. That's and, usually a good sign. And so he reached out to me and he kept asking like, hey, I'd, I'd love to, you know, be able to learn from me. He was looking for like a mentor. And I don't know if it was a God thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm horrible at responding to DMs. I've got hundreds of unread messages. <laughs> I just don't respond. I don't know why. I responded to this kid. And he was actually like asking for my input on things. And I actually gave him input input and then he just would keep coming back to me asking things and i just kept pouring into him and then one day he was like can we hop on a call and i was like sure and i heard him taking notes as we were talking like i heard his pin going and he was like forgive me if i'm like like if i go silent i'm just taking notes i'm like this dude's a he's a winner like who takes notes <laughs> on a, just a <laughs> phone call i'm like this guy's incredible and so I asked him, like, how much are you making right now? And so he was working. He told me he was making, I forget how much content per month. But he, sh he told me how much the person was paying him. And I don't want to expose anybody, but it was, like, minimum wage. Hmm. Like, it was nothing. And I was like, that's not acceptable. I'm like, this is what you're worth. Like, your work's incredible. I was like, I'd love to have you as an editor if, you know, you have the, the room to, to edit with me. And he, like, quit with that dude and, and came with me full time. And before he ever made me a video, I bought him a brand new setup. I bought him a really nice computer, monitors, like everything. Like, I set him up. Wow. I got all of his editing software. I covered, like, all his subscriptions to all the services that he needs. I set him up. I'm like, you're part of my team. I take care of those who are on my team and I bought him everything. And he was like, bro, no one's ever done that for me. And in that moment he was like, he was locked. Yeah. He was like, I'm on board. Whatever, whatever you're part of, I, I want to wow. be a part wow. of it. And so like, I think it's really important to, to take care of your team. And he's not just an employee and like, an editor and an editor. Like he calls me about personal stuff. Anytime he needs something, I will drop everything. I'm like, what you got? And I don't care if it's a one hour, two hour phone call. It doesn't matter. Like, you're important. What's up? How can I help? And I end every phone call with Jack. Is there anything else that I can help you with? Like, is money running tight? Because he, he was talking about getting a mortgage. I'm like, how much money do you need to be making per month so that you are not in a tight position? I need to be making X amount. All right, well, I take that seriously. So I need to up my outreach so that I can help you meet your income. Get more yeah. clients so that I can pay more, yeah. And so, like, I treat... He may not know this, but like I wake up in the morning and I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, he's relying on you. Like, dude, isn't that like, like the best? Yeah, your team's relying on you. Like, you can't, you can't slack. Like, you gotta, you, you gotta to go to, up you gotta go to work. It's bigger these than people. yourself. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's my favorite part about business. Yeah. Is like, and that's just the, the toughest thing I think early on in the beginning. Like, when you're a freelancer and you're just making videos all on your own, you don't really like, get to experience that or see like 
outside of just your work, the actual business in itself can impact so many people mm -hmm. by providing opportunities, providing mission. It's just, it's, it's very fulfilling work. And then when you deliver results for the clients Dude. and their business isn't the same anymore because you help take them to the next level, it's like, it's so fulfilling. Yeah, dude. But, yeah. Um, so I'm curious to learn more about what kind of, first of all, what kind of company, you said you're working with big companies, big names, like who are the type of clients you're working with? Are they local? Are they big corporations? And then what is the work you're doing for them? So it started off with local businesses because the city that I live in, yep. there's lots of businesses, there's lots of money. And the reason I stayed in the city is because there's no competitors. You're in Texas right I'm now? in Texas. Texas. I'm in a s smaller West Texas city, about 300,000 population wise but there's no production companies. There's marketing companies that do a little bit of everything, but there's no specialist. I'm a specialist. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I can take a good photo, but I don't ever do photography for anybody. I'm a video specialist. It's all I do. And people in my hometown just eat that up. So if anyone needs a video, I'm the guy. I'm the only guy. And so it started off with local business and I'll always make videos for local businesses because they pay really well too. But now I'm starting to get my foot in the door with actual corporations, with Fortune 500 companies. Like one of the companies that I recently worked with, there are 112 on the Fortune 500. So I mean, they're a massive company. And I got my foot in the door with corporate and I'm gonna start working with that company. I've got another company in Australia that I'm gonna be working with extensively. Um, and I've got a few, this is like too early to call a done deal but there is a resort in a particular country that wants to do an equity deal where I make videos for them and I am a part owner in the resort. Whoa. So now it started off local businesses, but now it's expanding. Mr. Part Owner. Mr. Part Owner. You want to come to my resort? No, like, like I said, it's too early. Sounds um, like a trip coming up. It could be a fun trip. <laughs> that <laughs> next, next, client ascension yeah. event. <laughs> next client ascension event. So that's not a done deal. It may not happen. I don't know. But what I'm getting at is this is the ship that I'm, you know, running. Yeah, you branch out from West Texas quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I look at myself, I'm like, how fortunate am I? I'm just, you know, some West Texas kid who started with the camera and look where we are now. But there was a lot of hard work that went into it. I'm sure, you know, y'all stories are similar. Yeah. Like, you don't just fall into it yeah. on accident. Yeah. You don't get to an elite level on accident. I obsess over my craft. Mm. It's all I think about. I tell people all the time, I'm probably horrible to go out with because sometimes I forget how to socialize. Nah, bro, last night was fun. <laughs> like in my Super hometown, like I'll go out and I'm just in a dead stare. You're just thinking. And everyone's like, hey, uh, Bailey, are, are you good? What's going on? My mind's always, yeah, always on work. I get a lot of comments a lot like, what, are you even listening? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> Sorry. And I need to work on that. That's a weakness. But... That's all I obsess about. And whenever I'm not working, like let's say I cook a meal and I want to sit down and eat, I'm watching videos Podcasts about my craft. or something. Yeah, I, I'm I think that's perfectly fine. Like the whole work-life balance thing is so overrated. That's only needed if you hate what you're doing, which mm -hmm. obviously you love what you're doing. And having this season in your life of like, dude, I'm just going to grind. I'm going to become a perfectionist at my craft. And, you know, nobody's going to reach perfection, but I'm going to tirelessly pursue that. That's how you get to where you're at by 27, mm -hmm. right? And also that like extreme dedication to the point where there's somebody's like, "Hey, come to Columbia," and you're like, "Okay, 
done. <laughs> I'm I'm in I'm in Medellin right yep. now. Like where are you guys at? Like yep. that's the type of shit that is going to allow you to progress so much faster than you know, Mr. Deloitte down the street. You, you can't. It, it's sometimes scary to say yes to opportunities, and I think some people psych themselves out of it. Some people are actually. I never understood this until recently. Some people are actually scared to succeed. Um, yeah. You just gotta say yes to as many opportunities that come you know across your horizon because you never know what'll happen. Like Colombia, for instance. I mean, that took guts. Like yeah. to, to drop everything to go on a whim. Like it wasn't like I said earlier. Oh, come next month. It was like no. Like come this week. <laughs> it takes guts to do that. To just show up, no instructions, and go do it. It takes balls to do something like that. And so you know, I would encourage anyone listening. Like if you have an opportunity, like don't shy away from it. Yep. Like go out and do it and see what happens. It may not lead to anything, and that's okay. And but, I think the the thing with you though is you're prepared for when those opportunities do come across the table mm -hmm. because of how you show up every single day. Mm -hmm. So I guess not to get into like a generic question of like, what's your daily routine, but like, what are ways that you prepare and master? Like, how are you mastering your craft? Because I feel like it's really easy, especially for someone like you to look at your work and be like, Oh, I worked with Tate. I work with these corporations. I'm already the best. What else is there for me to learn? Like, how do you always keep pushing the standard? It's like with client ascension, like, a lot of guys give us a really positive feedback on this is a great program, but I'm always thinking, how can we make it better? How can mm -hmm. we make it better? How can we make it better? And sometimes it's challenging. I religiously study the competition mm. nonstop. Like my brother gets sick and tired of me calling him into the room. <laughs> I'm like, look what this dude did. Like we can do it better. Like what are they doing that we're not doing? And I will watch anyone who's local, even if it's like a college kid, I do this all the time, it's so bad. There'll be like a college kid who made a little rinky-dink video for a business. And I'm like, screw that guy. Like, he got that business and we didn't. I'm like, how did, he, how did he get this? Let's digest his whole entire video, scene by scene. We're watching the whole thing five times. And I just study it, study so it, what study you, you it. You get that it. granular, like, oh, the exposure on this or like Everything. The, the angle on this. Everything. <laughs> I study it all. And my brother's like, you're a freaking psycho. <laughs> he, he tells me all the time, he's like, you're literally a psycho. Good. Maybe I am. <laughs> But I think that's why I've achieved what I've achieved. And I'm sure you can relate to this. Oh, yeah. You are just, you're a psycho for your yep. industry. And people, the Michael Jordans of the world, he was a psycho at basketball. Look where he got. I'm a psycho LeBron when it comes James, to yeah. LeBron James. <laughs> I'm, I'm a psycho when it comes to, to video. And I will wholeheartedly say I'm not the best in the world. There's plenty of people who are 10 times better than I am. I've only been doing this for three years. I picked up a camera three years ago wow. for the first time. And I never had any formal training. I just figured it out. I'd watch some YouTube videos, and then it's just trial and error. And I figured it out. There's a lot of room for improvement. I realize what I'm good at. I realize what I'm not good at. You know, you, you don't know what you don't know. I've been in the industry long enough. I know what my weaknesses are. And so I study, 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 study nonstop. And I'm a big proponent of investing into yourself and into mm. the business. I try to take 5% of everything that I make per month, and I reinvest that back into some form of yeah. education. And so a lot of people like talk down to guys who buy courses all the time. The amount of courses I've bought is just ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't go through all of them, but I'll take nuggets. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of spending money on yourself. Spend money to improve because it's all going to, you know, pay off in the long run it's so funny man it's always the people on calls who had never invested in a course never invested in a consulting program 
and they're like plateauing. They're at like 20K a month. They've been in the business for 10 years. And they're like, oh, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, you know, three. Been, been doing this for three years. And like they, they almost distrust you. I'm like, dude, the, the reason why we were able to grow so much quicker than you're growing is because we paid others for their knowledge. That's like the only shortcut. Like you have to put in the work. There's no shortcuts there. But people like you are just always, 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 always going to run laps around the competition because mm -hmm. you understand like, hey, there are people that know more than me. You have the humility to say, hey, there's all these people who are better at video production, but guess what? I'm going to study them and I'm going to invest in people who are where I want to be. I'm just going to get that much further. So it was funny. I saw one of my local competitors posted a, I'll tell a psycho story after this as well. It made me think <laughs> of something. I love these. Um, uh, it's bad. One of my local competitors was running a Facebook ad and I'm like, He's not inclined ascension. I am. I'm <laughs> go. He has no idea what email marketing <laughs> is. And I got the best in the business, like teaching me how to do it. And so what you guys offer, like I cannot stress this enough. It literally changes lives. Like it, oh, it, you, it does. Because at the end of last year, I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm a self-taught videographer. I'm now becoming an entrepreneur, like I started off as a freelancer. No, now I'm growing an actual business. I've got people that work with me. I'm getting big names, big businesses. Like, no, I need to take this very seriously. I need to literally have an instruction manual on how my company does business, like literal step-by-step. Step. And I'm like, I don't know how to even start making an instruction manual. So I was like, what all even goes into business? <laughs> like. I don't even know what all goes into business. And so I just sat down one day. I was like trying to write down everything that I thought needed to be in this instruction manual. And then I saw Daniel made uh, a YouTube video mm. breaking down the process uh, <laughs> that client ascension teaches. And I was like, yep, there it is. Cool. How do I, how do I get it? <laughs> so I hopped on a sales call and I was like, hey, just tell me how much it is. <laughs> this is my boy like, Tyler? It, I think. Yes. Yes. And then he was like, explaining the process like yeah 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 that, that sounds good just send me an invoice <laughs> like how much is it and he was he told me he was like all right cool yeah just send that over and it's probably the easiest sales call <laughs> that's how i, why I think nice. i remember it nice and so i'm probably not the best as i should be at showing up to all the calls and all that but just the the foundation just the video course alone justifies the price oh thank you because you literally lay the foundation of how to do business step one through 10 a to z like this is it i mean you're not going to grow the next apple obviously but 99.99999% of anyone in business will literally take their business to the next level if they join the program and i wholeheartedly stand by that statement so i just have to say thank you for what you guys have put together thank you man, thank you, man. because that means a lot thank you bro. that means a lot you are Clip helping that scott that lasts like two minutes because <laughs> i mean no for real like you've changed my trajectory and you've changed hundreds of people's trajectories because you've shared information that you know I, there's nothing else like it out there wow. maybe maybe there is someone else who has a coaching program and it's not like yours wow. it's, even though i've not been a part of anyone else's i just know i know quality yeah and i don't see how it gets better than what you guys do dude thank you so much appreciate yeah. that yeah. Pretty, like that means the world and uh, it's very motivating to hear that yeah for us to just keep pushing it you know so that was kind of what got me in, and I know we were talking about um, studying the competition. I'll give one more psycho 
story. Someone else makes a video for tape. What the? Yeah, who, who is this guy? <laughs> there, there's another guy. I'll plug him. Uh, it's so funny. I feel the same way when I hear people join another program. Really? Yeah, even yeah. if it's like they're on a call with us now and they join the one in the past, I'm like, fuck, why don't we get to this person? Yeah, why, why don't we get this? Yeah. Like, I, and I realize there's more than enough to go around. Everybody can eat, but I'm hyper competitive. Well, I feel like when you're such a believer in what you do, it's like you're not even sad that they didn't sign with you. You're like... This person would have been better off with me. Like, I feel yeah. bad for them. Yeah. It's not yeah. even a selfish thing. It's, it's like you care also about the client and the results that they're getting. That's how we feel with our competitors. Like, mm-hmm. We've seen inside of some of these programs, and we know, like, they're not quality. And yep. so the fact that we lost that sale, it sucks in terms of revenue, but it also, sucks I for feel the for the person, student, yeah. that person. And, like, that's what we try to get across to the sales guys is, like, it's not just about the commission. It's not just about the money. It's, like, like you said, like, decisions that people make whether our program or someone else's changes the trajectory of their life maybe for better or for worse who knows mm-hmm. and so it's it's crazy yeah, like stuff. i will be sharing this podcast in our sales team chat saying hey guys skip to this timestamp and watch that that's why you can't let people off the phone right that's yeah. why you can't let them just say because if tyler it, right? did with bailey then yeah. this doesn't happen mm-hmm. right yeah. so you came across daniel on youtube originally no, i Came across Daniel on Twitter when he had 400 followers. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Wow. Like, it was early. It was like before anyone. I don't think anyone's found him that early. That it was early, to. early. And I don't know if he probably doesn't realize that. I found him. And it was just that golden wizard <laughs> uh, profile picture. I was like, interesting. And I saw him spitting game about cold email. And I was like, I know nothing about cold email. This seems really cool. I could use this. Cool. He's got a course, 50 bucks. Yeah, cool. Yeah, here you go. 50 bucks. Yeah, 50, 50 bucks. 50, 50 bucks at the time. You're like customer, you're like, uh, customer number Invoice five. Invoice 0001. <laughs> I was going to say, you're the equivalent of your grandma to your dropshipping <laughs> I, I remember whenever I looked up the reviews, there was like 30. Well, and there was like thousands, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was early on. And I got to give credit to Daniel because, I mean, he's helped my business, even though he doesn't realize it, a ton. Because he provided so much just game when it comes to, to cold email. Yeah. So, I don't remember what we were talking psycho about. Story. Psycho, psycho story. Some psycho, oh, yeah. psycho story. About your competitors. Um, so, anyway, one of my biggest clients that I have is an equity deal. So, I'll back up a little bit. They were my first ever client. I had nobody. And I couldn't go work with Sirhant because of COVID. And so, I was like, okay, let me take what Sirhant's doing and let me do it for a brokerage in my hometown. And so, I saw this brokerage who had videos and they weren't that good. <laughs> And so I pitched them on my services. And they were like, I'm glad you came in. The contract with the guy we have right now is ending in a week. And we'll just go with you instead. I was like, all right, cool. Sounds great. And so I made six videos per month for them for 300 bucks. No way. <laughs> and so total? Total. And I was locked into a three-month contract because that, that's what they wanted. And I remember I called my dad. And I was like, I'm just going to buy myself out of this contract. Like, <laughs> I'm basically making nothing, and it's taken up a lot of my time. I know it was only six videos. At the time, I wasn't good, so it took me forever to make these. And he was like, make them into the client you want them to be. So just because the deal is six videos, as soon as that contract's up, sign the deal that you want. Create the client that you want. I was like, okay. Whoa. And so whenever that deal was up, I walked into the negotiation uh, table with the owner, and about I, 400 a month. I, I, pitched <laughs> him, I pitched him on 5K. Because in my mind, a month. Like, a month. In my mind, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like 5K, there's no way. And he countered me. He said, what if 
I pay you a commission on every home that's sold in the company to incentivize you to help me grow this thing. Because at the time, it was a small brokerage. Mm. Now that brokerage is number one in our city. And that is a cash cow. Wow. <laughs> and so anyway. A little bit more than $300 A little a bit month? more than 300 okay. a month. <laughs> and so anyway, what happened is whenever production started ramping up, I was like, I need, I need some help. And so I was like looking through videographers, and I found this guy. And I'm like, ah, his work's decent. So I invited him out to coffee. So we sit down for coffee. I shake his hand. We're talking. The whole meeting probably lasted 10 minutes max. Might have been closer to five. Fastest meeting of my life. <laughs> I told him who I was working with and what I was needing help with. He said, oh, I'm fully aware of who you work with. They fired me to go with you. <laughs> I was like, what are the odds? <laughs> you ever get the guy that they fired? Yeah. I was literally, <laughs> I sat down with the guy who they fired. And it was basically offering him a job to work Back. with those people again. And he said, no. And then he unfollowed me on everything. And I was like, all right, if we're going to play like that, it's game time. Ooh. I saw that he went after one of my clients, like he was DMing them. And I said, if you go after, if you even go after one of my clients, I will take three of yours. <laughs> I won't go out. I will take three of <laughs> Cause yours. Cause you can. Cause I can. And you already took one. And, and I took, I took some more and I was like, don't mess with me. <laughs> like I keep tabs of everyone you work with. I know all of your clients because you, you brand everything that you do. <laughs> I'm a shadow. No one knows I exist. I don't put my name on anything. Every video I make in my community, no, everyone's like, who made this? Who made this? Who made this? No one knows. I was going to say, this is like the fucking video production agency, Michael Myers. Like you just <laughs> see him across. I just... always fly under the radar. I like working in the shadows. I like seeing my work out there and everyone's like, who did this? No one knows. It's me. But all my competitors who are branding their crap, I'm like, if you tread on my, uh, in my waters, I know exactly I'm, who I'm you going, are. I know who you are. I know who you work with and I'm going after them. So anyway, I offered that guy <laughs> a job. He said no. I took that as, all right, it's war. It's war. And then whenever he messaged one of my clients, I took some of his. And he hasn't messed with me since. <laughs> this guy, like, tried to assault you? No. no. <laughs> so anyway, that's, I don't know if it's psycho. I think that's kind of psycho. I'm just hyper-competitive, man. No, I'm, I'm hyper I mean, I love uh, Patrick Bet David has a, a line or a phrase, and it's business is war. Like, it yeah. literally is. Yeah. Like, that's how you got to treat it. Yeah, I treat it that way. My dad, my brother, like, Bailey, like, come on now. Like, <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> like, no, I want their kids to starve. Like, not really, not really. But, uh, no, I, I, I take it, I take it very seriously. Yeah. It's, it's about the seriousness, right? <laughs> not about wishing harm he's, on others. He's questions. driving by their house on Christmas just to make sure there's nothing under the tree. <laughs> yeah, nothing under the like, tree. Yeah. They get no presents because their dad, I whoop their drop dad. off presents for their kids. Oh, that, yeah. that's the ultimate flex right there. Yeah. But any. <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's what I do, um, and I'm still in the infancy stages, and I'm going to be taking things to the next level because of what I've learned from you guys. And um, Very small part the, of the story, bro. Uh, no, on. it's a very... You got to give yourself more it, credit. It yeah. will be a big part of where I'm going because I'm just applying everything that I'm learning, and it is because of you guys, so I owe yeah. a lot to y'all. I it, appreciate that. It means that a lot to me that I'm a part of what you guys are creating, and I'm excited to see what you know, where your ship's going to take yeah. off. The sky's the limit, man. Cause yeah. no one does what you guys do. Yeah. And I'm just fortunate to, to be here with you guys. It means a lot to me. Appreciate Dude, it. I'm really enjoying this that. so much right now. Yeah. Um, fired up. You want <laughs> <laughs> fired up? <laughs> you got the hands oh there. man. Uh, you guys want to do lightning round? Yes, sir. 
Christian. All right, so started? you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive. Who would they be? Oh, it's a. I actually have no idea. Anytime someone asks me a question like this, I just blank. <laughs> Andrew's really fun to have dinner with. Come so on, I'll just, you already I'll, do. I, yeah, I already do. Um, who would I have dinner with? It's tough, dude. He's like a my, director. He's like my three biggest oh, competitors. Yeah. Here, here's I'll one poison funny them thing. All. I don't watch movies. What? Ever. I'm not a movie guy. I think that'd be your inspiration. That's what of, I was just going to get into, yeah. I don't know many directors. I don't watch many movies. I can probably count on two hands the amount of movies I'll watch in a year. Wow. Um, my favorite cinematographer is Roger Deakins. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 is Just like the art. color. And it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. So he... I don't study many cinematographers, even though I should. Um, but Oppenheimer, oh, be crazy. Christopher that, Nolan. Christopher, is, Christopher I love Nolan's okay. Nolan. I like I like Nolan. Okay. I mean, I took yeah. personal offense to that. I, I, I like <laughs> Nolan. There's uh, there's nothing wrong with Nolan. Uh, I don't know, but Deacons is just like my guy. Yeah, like I, we probably look Which, at it through a way different no, lens because you're looking at like the art. I'm more so just like, uh, is this a good movie? Yeah, Nolan's a director though. Does, does Nolan do a lot of the cinematography? Or just, He's Some got the it? best soundtracks. Well, uh, um, well it's why, a, why is his uh, artist? It's uh, the guy who did Interstellar. Interstellar, uh, yeah. Hans Zimmer. Hans, Hans, yeah, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. He's, he's the best. Yeah. 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 So anyway, who would I have dinner with? If I can only go with three, one's got to be my brother because I take him everywhere. And then um, <laughs> the other two, I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. It's a horrible answer. So. You got to name somebody. Who do, you look up, like, who do you look up to? Who do you study? Whose content do you consume? <laughs> the founder of Red Cameras. That'd be kind of cool. I don't s look up to many people. Th maybe this sounds weird. I don't. Hey, we said dead or alive. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Je I mean, you gotta go. You gotta go to dinner with Jesus. Yeah. That would be amazing. I I don't look up. I'd be looking at the bread. To, to many people what because even with Andrew, I consider them as equals, even though we're on different levels. Yeah. I'm nowhere near Andrew's level. I treat that relationship like both humans. We're both humans. I'm an equal compared to this individual. And so there's no one that I just idolize where I'm like, oh man, like I look up to this person so much. Yeah. I treat myself like, no, I'm I'm the man. There's no one that I worship besides Jesus. Yeah, no, that's what you're supposed to do. You shouldn't and idolize so anybody except I, I God. look to others for inspiration, but there's no one that I'm like, man, I just want to pick their brain. I don't know. I love that. I just, I run my own ship, I do my own thing, I'm my own person and I guess I guess you would just choose dinner with Jack, your brother, and I, I'm big on solitude. I am a textbook introvert, and I love being alone 99% of the time. Oh, and so dinner by myself, I'm chilling. Anyway, if that answers your question, <laughs> somewhat. somewhat. I think that's a great answer because that's not an answer we've ever heard. And it's not, oh, I couldn't think of anyone. It's like, here's a specific reason why yeah. three names don't instantly come to my mm -hmm. mind. So that's awesome, dude. All right. Well, thank that's you. Awesome. Um, the next question. These questions are all kind of like philosophical. So again, just give whatever okay. uh, comes to you. It, there's no wrong answers. But like um, on Twitter, there's kind of like a billboard question, but it's more so because we're on Twitter. You have what? 280 characters now. If you could put out one tweet guaranteed to be seen by every single user on Twitter, what would you say? What would I say? If I only had one shot, I would have to tell everyone about Jesus. Oh, because that, that would have the biggest impact. Um, it would. Um, at the end of the day, he is the Lord and Savior of all of us. And so, you know, I'm an infant in my faith, but I realize I'm nothing without him. I'm literally, I'm nothing. And so I could be selfish and promote myself, but at the end of the day, um, 
if I could bring light to his kingdom, that would be that would be the best thing that I could possibly do. Party foul. They landed landed upright. They did land upright. There we go. Yeah. So anyway, I would I would share I would share the gospel. That's e- beautiful. Even though it'd be it'd be tempting to you know want to Definitely. promote yourself, that that's what's most important. Definitely. Wow, dude. That's beautiful. I guess just to follow up on that, like how or when did you find your faith and how has that had an impact on not just your life, but like business and, and whatnot? Um, I grew up in church and I got quote unquote saved when I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Like I got baptized. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. I didn't know what that meant. When I got into college, I'm sure, I don't know what everyone else's, you know, spiritual beliefs are. But I just started questioning everything. And for me, it all started with uh, free will. I'm like, how is free will a thing? If God, like, knows everything that is or ever will be, he knows every step that I'm ever going to take. Yeah, do I, this do is I have, what I struggle with, too. Do I have free will? Is everything predetermined? If everything is predetermined... Like, do how, I really have free will? Yeah, how is God good, like... I struggled with everything, um, and then I walked away from church. I walked away from faith, and I, I don't really know what the chronological process was, but I realized, like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, like he, he's the one. Like, I, I'm nothing without him. I, I made a YouTube video a long time about faith. I took it off. I need to re-upload it. I was going to say, I want to go back and watch that for sure. I, I think I'm trying to remember the conclusion that I came up with at the time, going back to free will. I think it had something to do with like bows and arrows. It's like, I get to choose whatever path I want to go down. If I want to be an accountant, I want to be a videographer. If I want to be whatever, I get to choose. But God wants me to be like an arrow that he can send out wherever he wants me to go. And so at the end of the day, my life is in his hands and he's going to put me where he needs me. But I get to choose, like, what type of arrow I want to be, so to speak. It's not exactly what I made the video on. I can't remember all the details. But it's like, okay, I just need to be available to God and go wherever he sends me. But I get to kind of choose who I want to be. I wanted to be a videographer, so I became a videographer. But I'm I'm an infant in my faith. Um, There's so much I don't know. I'm by no means some spiritual authority who can you know, minister unto others in a really good way. Like I'm, I'm trying to thing, learn. Though. That's how most of us are. So yeah, just like with anything. So to the tweet, Love that would that. be my answer. Love that. Yeah. Love that. So if you watch the last podcast, which if we release these in order would be with Nicholas Verge, I botched the question, <laughs> fumbled very hard, basically got called an idiot, <laughs> which Rightfully was fair, so. which was fair. <laughs> I was, I was pretty hungover at the time. At this point, we've, we've rallied. We're, we're feeling good. So, <laughs> I'm going to change up the question because I've still got a little bit of PTSD. (laughs) When I picture, and I I know a lot of, you know, videographers, people who run similar agencies to you, um, one thing that you appear to do better just from this brief conversation here, because we have been working with you. Yesterday was the first time I met you in person. You're very good at speaking. Thank you. Very good. There's no There's no ums. You don't waste words. very clear. You have like the tonality, the way it fluctuates. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very good. Um, so I'm curious, is that a goal for you? You mentioned you're kind of like anonymous, but you're so talented in speaking, and I'd imagine you'd be really, really captivating on video. Is that something that where you want to grow the personal brand? Or what, what do you are your guys thoughts? think? What do you guys think? Because I tell my brother, I was like, there's so many people out there who beat us 
from like a numbers game, like they probably make more money, they probably do more business. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, we could crush these people. But they do one thing we don't do, they put themselves out there. Dude. And so I tell them, I'm like, we need to be making a personal brand. I just have to make the leap and do it. You have to. Because you should absolutely do it. I'm a master at video content. And so I want to bring back video content on Twitter specifically. I see people now making videos. Ugh. And I'm like, cringe. I'm like, I want to make video content. I'm going to show everybody up. Like what real video content. Yeah. I'm going back to wanting to be your like. competition. That's such a unique advantage because a lot of the other guys who run similar agencies, like they're behind the camera. I'm not saying they're, you know, terrible speakers. They're not just like dorks who can't do anything else. But... They're probably not as talented as you on camera, so use that to your advantage, I think. Can I yeah. tell you what my uh, strategy is, and you tell me what you think? 100%. An live coaching call, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. So Daniel always preaches YouTube, and he opened my eyes to the possibilities with YouTube. So I want to start a YouTube channel, but I don't want to be a film YouTube channel because then my target audience will just be other filmmakers, and I don't want to make a video, you know, here's the just next best behind the scenes. scenes. That and... This is like the big core concept that I'm going to be driving with. I brand myself as a video strategist. My offer's weird because some people want short form. Some people want a brand video. Some people want a hiring video. Some people want to train their employees with a video series. Every business has different needs. Yep. And I've worked with a lot of industries and I see what works in a lot of industries. So I want my YouTube channel to be a video strategy channel where I can pick different industries. I'll start with real estate because I have a lot of experience in real estate. And if you are a realtor and you wanna know how to succeed online, you come to my channel and yeah. I will literally have tons and tons and tons of videos of step-by-step -step things that you need to do to grow your brand online. So yes, my whole bro. channel will be how to grow your business based on your industry with, with video, video strategy. Dude, and so genius. if you're a plumber, if you're you know, a coaching program, you're like, okay, like I know we need to be making videos, What's the actual strategy involved? Yeah. What do I need to be doing? If I'm a realtor, do I need to be putting out mailers? If I'm putting out mail mailers, do I need to have a little QR code with a video that talks about the top three neighborhoods in my city? Like, I give you the sauce. I will literally tell you step by step, if you're a realtor, if you're a plumber, if you're this, if you're that, this is what you do to own your city online. Give so us the speak. sauce, bro. Do it so yesterday. Anyway, we're waiting yeah, for well, it. No, that's the thing, though. I'm going to make videos as I learn more industries. Yes. And that's, so, that's all it is. I think the limiting belief, or maybe for you, the hard thing to gripe with right now is like, it's not going to be instant. Like, you're not going to start your channel and have videos for everyone that wants videos. Mm -hmm. It's going to so be very niche starting it's, off. It's going to be niche and it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. But like, just like when you started the business, it's just like when you start anything. It's mm -hmm. also something where I don't want you to have the limiting belief of, hey, I only know five industries really well, so I can only make five good videos. So I shouldn't start it until I have like 15. Like, that's dumb, yeah. right? Because you could do that, but in between, just sprinkling videos about what you're working on, right? Sprinkling videos about what you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Sprinkling anything that could provide value because you have so many ways to provide value to so many people that at the end of the day, like, yes, you could be a video strategist. You could be, you know, a very technical video person. You could be more so on the creative side. But you're, the brand is Bailey Bolton. It's you, mm -hmm. right? So you, you want to sprinkle in content just about whatever you're working through or thinking oh about God. at the time. Dude. Because, that, I bring because my, you, yeah. you want people to also... Be like, yeah, the reason I like you is also because I just, I like you I vibe as with a you, person. Yeah. yeah. Bro, so the coolest thing, real quick, I'll tell yeah. you this, that will get you more excited about the personal brand is by doing this, through doing this, you're going to literally be cultivating, curating, training, like your future team members and employees. Ah, so cool. And like, that's one of the hurdles. So cool. mm -hmm. That's like one of the hurdles for you right now, right? Is going out and finding guys that can do what you do. And so, like, They'll you're literally now. training yeah, them. You're yeah. developing them great. over yeah, so, like, time. Oh, behind dude. the scenes of, like, a real estate shoot, 
you have a real estate prospect it's like oh i see your video and it's like oh here's the behind the scenes of the, the care yeah and like you it. said like it, yeah. it's it's a fun process when you show up on scene and you work with people so show <laughs> yes. them that i'm glad you brought that up because that's what i wanted to do i want to do two things i want to have the strategy but you know i can only make so many strategy videos it's not an infinite scalable yeah. you know thing the other end is bring back behind the scenes yeah. vlog style content Dude. because the day before i flew out to, to tampa I had five shoots in a day. Oh, wow. Each one is two hours, some border three. And so I think I shot from 8 a.m. to 9.30 all day, five completely different industries. And I'm like, the amount of stuff that I do in a day, not every day is like that, but I have a pretty busy schedule. Yeah. There's so much action that's going on. I'm like, it'd be so cool to just like showcase yeah. some of that. What it's like, just oh, yeah. bring back the vlog. And then my brother's a comedian. Like the banter <laughs> that we have back and forth, and just the crap we get into, it's just hilarious. nobody can replicate that. That's yeah. so. That's the competitive advantage right there. Yeah. It's like nobody can replicate what you guys. Okay, have. well I'm gonna do it. Now. And the bottleneck, like you said, is kind of you at this point. <laughs> you know, you you had to work insane hours to get everything done in a day. When you create that content, you're gonna number one create a great pipeline for talent. Right, you're gonna find more jacks essentially, mm -hmm. since that's how he found you. Right, mm -hmm. that process just can be multiplied. You're gonna find more clients, right? And then when you have an abundance of clients and you have an abundance of people wanting to work with you, that's when it becomes possible to actually find somebody that does things the way you like it. Because instead of just hiring somebody and seeing if it works or not, you hire two, three people at a time. If you know, shout out Christopher Nolan since you threw some shade at him. But like <laughs> when the Joker walked in the room and there was one spot in his gang and there was three people there, yeah. Fucking crack the pool stick, throw it in, and say, you know, one of you guys is going to make it. <laughs> that That's what you nuts. do, though. You, you, yeah. you hire three of them. You say, okay, like, we'll see. And, like, whoever meets your standards, one of them will. Mm -hmm. That's that's how you grow the team, and you just find more killers like okay. yourself. Well, thank right? you. I appreciate yeah. the input. Yeah, Absolutely. Dude. Right. Online. I'm going to start doing it. You motivated me to, to like, pull the trigger on it. So. Bro, I, I, think, right. I think the the world deserves it, bro. You know what the first thing I'm going to make is? I see all these people doing short form. <laughs> Most people don't know how to do short form right. I follow a very simple blueprint on, I don't make much short form because I focus on commercials, yeah. but I have a few clients and I have a blueprint for, for short, short form. form. The exact, not how to make it, but what to talk about, how to generate your ideas and the filter that every idea should pass through. I might just make the, the short form sauce that most people charge that for. That'll be my first, first video. Video would go viral if, yeah. that's the, if that's the topic. Yeah. And I'll distill it down. This is another thing. Too many people's videos are too long. I feel like experts, are very concise, very simple. Yeah, Sam I Ovens. It. <laughs> I, I, I've only ever seen like an ad of Sam Ovens. I know nothing about Sam oh, Ovens. You should watch some of his shit. It's really, really cool. I'll go study yeah. it. But um, yeah, I'll make a very simple blueprint on how to do short form. And everyone who charges for like the inside scoop of short form, they're gonna be shitting themselves. They're like, <laughs> or they're gonna be hyped because yeah. then they're Maybe. gonna have the sauce. Yeah, and there's more, and the sauce can go around and anyone yeah. can use it. So yeah. I'll make that video. It's yeah, fire, bro. Cool. Can't wait. Lightning round, right? Shit, we're still in the lightning round. Wait, that, oh, that was more. the lightning round. Yeah, that round. was it. Was wait, that wait, it? can I also, like, I'm just going to pat myself on the back here. That was a great fucking question. That was a great <laughs> question. Big bounce back. Big bounce back from question. last episode. Christian, like, wakes up out of a I was talking about how good he was round? at on video, right? No, I'm As saying we're in the lightning round. Yeah. 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 But uh, um, that's pretty much wrapped, dude. That we was did it. Uh, a lot of fun, bro. Well, thank you for One having me. One of the me. best storytellers I've ever had on a podcast. I appreciate it. Seriously. Really? The yes, way you tell stories is so amazing. I was taking notes. I was like, okay, this is kind of like how he plays with his tonality. He cuts out every filler word, uses his hands well. I was like, okay. I've tried to consciously cut out filler words. So You've done it very that, well. That 
means a lot. Seriously, yep. like you don't waste words. Okay. But um, not only that, but like you said, you had a busy schedule working from like 8 to 9.30 the day before you came here. So just the fact you made the trip, it means a lot, dude. Partying last night was hard because I was running on like two hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, dude, Thank you guys for having hard. me. Well, uh, real quick, last question is just for our audience. Where can they find you, follow you? And just follow along with your journey. Well, I, I made a Twitter, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to start trying to grow a Twitter. Bailey Bolton X, B-A-I-L-E-Y. Um, Instagram, I don't really post on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else. So Twitter, and then I guess I'll make a YouTube. YouTube's Let's coming. Go. So it's everything YouTube. is branded Bailey Bolton X. Yep. X. All across the board. Just follow his Twitter, awesome. and he'll link everything else there. He's going to be putting out more content soon. There Good we go. Stuff, right. Guys, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so Absolute much. pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure. <sighs> Appreciate Ooh. it, brother. Uh, that was awesome.